is Steve Kemp with the People Not Titles podcast, and I am so pleased and thrilled today to have super producer Dawn Larson from Baird and Warner Real Estate. <laughs> yes. Dawn, uh, it's been a while, uh, and I was looking forward to interviewing you, so this is uh, really just a treat for us. Um, let's uh, get into it. Uh, so how did you get started in real estate, first off? Um, so I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And my kids were getting older, and my husband said, I think you need to think about what you want to do when you grow up. Wow. Basically, when you yeah. have no kids at home anymore. And I said, oh, what, work? <laughs> so I said, what about real estate? I think I would like that. I've always enjoyed houses, and I transcribed building inspections for 20 years before that. So okay. um, he said, I think you'd be really good at that. You should do it. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, no problem. It'll be easy. Oh, no, it wasn't easy. A lot more work than I thought it was going to be, but I totally enjoy it. And he's been my biggest cheerleader since day one. That's awesome. Mike uh, has been a great cheerleader. Um, and he's your high school sweetheart, right? He is. We were um, seniors in high school when we started dating. What high school? Kearney High School in San Diego, California. Wow. So you grew up in California? Yep. And how'd you guys wind up in Illinois? It was a job transfer for him. Okay. Great. It was supposed to be a two-year deal. <laughs> Island. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, and when was that? Was, that was uh, 2007? 1999. Oh, that is when you, when we moved here. When you moved here, but 2007 yes. when you got into real yes. estate. Yes. Okay. And, um, and uh, what made, did you start at Baird and Warner? I did. Okay. I did my pre-licensing class at a Baird and Warner training. It was one in um, Des Plaines at the time. Okay. And then two people called me from Baird and Warner, two different managers. And one was here in Schaumburg and one was the Palatine office. And I live right down the street from here, so I'm like, why would I go to Palatine? Okay. So I was, ended up here in Schaumburg. And did you uh, interview any other companies before you picked Baird Warner, or was that kind of the first company that reached out to you? They were, but I did interview the people across the street here. Okay. <laughs> um, the blue. Uh, yes, with the blue and yeah. white. Um, so what, uh, what had you pick Baird and Warner at the time? They had amazing training. And I really appreciated it. it was um, Marcia Caliendo at the time was the managing broker and she had a, and Rebecca McDermott has also, but when I was interviewing, right. um, just an amazing mentorship program. You, here's what you do, here's how you do it. And you can do the pre-licensing class, get your license, but you have no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. So there was a great training program here and that's why I chose Baird Warner. And was Marcia your mentor? Yes, she helped and then you know, we, there were so many people that helped. Like I would come in every day to the office, just sit and listen to, you know, and we all talk about our problems, what happened, good, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And um, so my, I think really the first mentors were the people in the office that I would just like, hey, you're doing a photo shoot? Can I go with you? What is that like? So old hat now, like why, wow. did, why did someone want to go with us for that? Or I'm going to go measure a house. Oh, can I go with you to see how you do it? So a lot of things like that. And well, then uh, outside of real estate, um, my daughter played a big part in helping me facilitate time management. She was a senior in high school when I started this business, and mm -hmm. she would put a, put something on my calendar, like shopping with Brianna, and she would like, don't cancel this. You wouldn't cancel on your clients. Don't cancel my appointment. So she set appointments with you. She did. Wow. She did. And so that helped me realize clients don't care if mm -hmm. you have family events. Mm -hmm. But if you tell them that it's an appointment, oh, I have an appointment. It doesn't matter if it's an appointment to go to your granddaughter's t-ball game. Yes. It's still an appointment. And people respect busy people, even if it's family stuff. 
I love that. People respect busy people. Um, so when you were beginning, what I hear you say and uh, that was important was that um, you were learning and you were in the office all the time, mm -hmm. right? Was there anything else that you remember or that uh, someone who's new or beginning in real estate, uh, is there anything else that you remember in your early days that you would say, this really helped me succeed? Well, I didn't do it in my early days because I didn't listen to people. Plus, ah. it, was, plus it was like, it, my husband called it in the beginning, called it my expensive hobby. Okay. Because right? I didn't really go into it um, ready to kill it, ready to be the number one in the office, make a million dollars I I got in it to just help you sell a house and then help the next person sell a house I didn't care about numbers I didn't care about goal setting which I should have done earlier I mean mm -hmm. it was probably like don't tell anyone like seven years into my career Wow okay. the first year that I actually was like wow I'm pretty I, I'm pretty good at this <laughs> I made a, I made a little bit of money um, then I started tracking numbers so I would say track your numbers track how many how many deals you've done, where they've come from, and how much money you've spent on marketing, and just track the numbers and you'll be surprised at how, then you're kind of a freak for the numbers. Like, man, I don't have, and I never tracked monetary mm -hmm. numbers. I always tracked how many transactions a year or how many millions of dollars has been sold. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me to stay more focused than I gotta make a hundred thousand this year. Oh, and next year I had to make two hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. I never had. I'm, I still don't set monetary goals. Mm -hmm. So you set production goals. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're saying that it was seven years that you got into it. I know. <laughs> well, no, this is this is great. You know, uh, you know that uh, this is you know a lot of people you know see. Okay, where but you're I, at. I have to say though that I started in two thousand and seven. So well, that, <laughs> okay, I was going to say so, that's like start showing up at the fight after yeah, everyone's already like, swinging. People will be like, "Why are you interested?" <laughs> I'm like, "Because it's time, and I can." Um, yeah, it was that's it was um, a little difficult yeah. in the beginning. So oh eight, I mean, I started in June of oh seven, and so all of oh eight, I would. If I got a listing presentation, it would be like, I would be like, I'm sorry, you need to bring 50000 to the table. Right. And they would like put their head down on the table and cry. And I would just be like, yeah. So it was tough those first few years. Yeah. One, because I didn't door knock. I didn't cold call. Don't tell anyone that either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't do the things that um, a successful realtor should do in the very beginning to launch your career. And it was a terrible, terrible time for sellers i had and buyers you know the market just kept plunging so you, yes. you had a buyer they'd be like well i don't want to pay that for it because next it's going week, down it's next go year down. yeah that's exactly so it was right. it was a little tough in the beginning okay um so you show up in 2007 i'm here i have arrived here I am. <laughs> hire me <laughs> everything's <laughs> swirling on a toilet um so when did you when did you think to yourself wow okay i i this is a this is going from the expensive hobby to a legitimate career what what point was that it was that so i had a friend in in the office that we were always like we would be the top 10 in the office and she and i would look at each other and go we can't even eat we wouldn't even be able to live on our own salaries right mm -hmm. if we didn't have our husbands helping us so that was like kind of like wow and that's something to think about if you're there's a lot of realtors out there that sell one a year mm -hmm. and, and they're a realtor, mm -hmm. right? Um, so the, the year that I actually made more than my husband. Whoa. That was the year I was like, fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but Excuse you, me. Yeah, you, you can't you can't live in that zone though. Yeah. Because that's that's just boastful and that's just, sure. just distasteful. Everyone sure. around you like put off people. So I think I actually put off a couple of people because I was like, oh yes, I am. I yeah. am hot stuff, and I wasn't. I was yeah. just. But it's a, it's a sense of achievement because you know how hard it is to get a sales career going. It's like getting a plane off the ground. A lot of ways it takes a lot of energy. And um, so to do that was, I'm sure, I mean, I'm it sure your husband exciting. was excited. He, yeah. He's always been my biggest cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, um, I, he's also one of my mentors because he's the most positive person I know. Yeah. And I don't tend to be that he's way. He's always like, smiling. He has a great yes. demeanor. So he's like my cheerleader, my coach, my um, my antidepressant when things go bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've come home and just been like, I can't believe this happened. And so he's always there for me. And so... Um, it has been the last few years have been really great because mm -hmm. we've been able to do things, some things, financial goals, personal goals that we would have never been able to do without real estate. Hmm. Um, so you went from kind of being top 10 in the office to being probably top in the office at one point. It was okay for a few years. Yeah. And then to be really in top, you know, 2% or 1% even in the company, yeah. which is really, I mean, 2,500 agents. It's, that's really impressive. And I think really a great story. You know, there's a lot of like stay at home moms that I'm convinced are more capable than anyone who's working based upon their, the day and the grind of it and the nitty gritty and the thankless work and all that, that may, might even be wondering, wow, you know, I don't have a resume. There's nothing to put on it besides mom. And uh, can I actually be productive or can I add value in the marketplace? And I think you, you proved. You can. Yeah. You definitely can. I went from taking care of my family to helping literally hundreds of families taking care of their family in either a buying or selling realm. Yeah, and I think people can really exciting. relate to it too, right? I mean, they, they see that uh, what a transition. and It's kind of a natural transition. It's not that you're going from one world to another. It's actually you're bringing kind of the both worlds together, a family and kind of business in, and in many ways. for anybody who's thinking of doing it, I had no college background. I went to a technical vocational college wow, for secretarial mm -hmm. and that's the extent of college. I did have a high school diploma, but mm -hmm. that's it. So I always tell my daughter, um, she'd always just say, well, mom, I, I go, I, I'm not college educated is what I tell her. And she's <laughs> like, well, yeah, but you make more than I am. And I am, I am college educated. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I share that with you, by the way. So I'm not college educated, but yep. uh, there's a lot of training that we've done. So speaking of training, what was some of the key trainings that took you from kind of part-time broker to full-time professional? What what were some of the things that really helped you do that? Well, I was always full-time. Okay. So I always came in. I don't care if I didn't have anything to do. I came into the office and sat here and created beautiful spreadsheets and mm -hmm. beautiful what is, is that is that 40 hours a week, Dawn? <laughs> Probably. And if you're like, I would sit and just look at the MLS and just, I knew that I would learn the market. I would drive through a neighborhood and I, then I would go back and I would figure out how much those houses were. So um, one of the realtors that was in our office was Roy Gallardo and he knew everything about this area and so we would go on tour together and and I'd be like how much is that house over there and he'd just name off of, of a number and I'd be like oh someday I want to learn how to do that and wow it's pretty much you can do that it now. can do that if it's around an area where I'm pretty familiar I'm like yeah that should be about this price so I spent a lot of time in the office just like on the MLS looking mm -hmm. at stuff um, but training that really really helped me and I don't know Obviously, Baird Warner has some great training and they have morphed it and changed it since I went through training 14 years ago. 
And so I think it's even better now because it's compartmentalized and modular uh, before it was like drinking out of a fire hydrant. It was mm -hmm. a lot of information. But when I was more seasoned agent, I went through a um, leadership training and it was once a month for a year. And With Baird and Warner? Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the training sessions, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> um, it was you had to teach to your peer group and there was only a few peers in the room where you were being recorded mm -hmm. you had to teach to your peers something whatever chose whatever you choose to teach and it was just a you know 20 minutes and then they would play it on the big TV and, oh and you would be peer-reviewed Wow and I remember just wanting and that was my biggest fear was what people think mm -hmm. you know talking in front of people mm -hmm. um, so we did that training and I got, I get flushed when I get nervous. I get like, I didn't even know what I was saying. I couldn't even, I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Mm. But when they showed it up on the big screen, I was like, huh, I, <laughs> pretty dangerous. I look pretty calm and I am not. So that wow, made me encouragement. I was encouraged. Anyway, what did you teach? I taught a buyer consultation. Oh, okay, great. And uh, and I do those. So mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I didn't know how to do, mm -hmm. but I just didn't remember anything. I mean, I had notes in front of me and I was just like flustered. But it came across as they they don't know what you're supposed to say. You have yeah. a script that you want to memorize, and but your client doesn't know that you're off script. Mm -hmm. And it really gave me confidence to be like, okay, no matter what I feel like inside, I love it. I'm okay outside. Just smile. Yeah. And look at them, and, and it, it'll be okay. You'll get back under control. And so that really helped me a lot. That's great. You know, uh, I, I, I can totally relate to that, that a lot of times you're waiting to feel ready, but you're never ready. You're never and so you just got to do it. You just got to go in and do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to go in and do it. And people don't know that you're not ready. They're just like, oh, wow, this person really knows what they're talking about. And yeah. look how good she is and all that. And you're, and like, you're oh like, oh, my gosh. I have no idea what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> you're waiting for someone to expose you as a fraud the whole time. So I have a lot of um, newer agents in my office that I, I offer them. If you would like to come on a listing presentation or a buyer consultation with me, I actually have had several newer agents come with me. And at first when I sit down I'm like okay they know they know right they know what I'm supposed to be saying and yeah and after a while I'll just get in the zone and and it's really finding out what your client needs mm -hmm. and just talking with them and being real and, and not just be the autopilot of this is what you need to do this is mm -hmm. this this is this but kind of really digging out with them um, what they need you know what's impressed me about you, Don, is you have an abundance mentality, which means that you know a lot of agents or salespeople in general are kind of tight to the vest, not going to share, not you know. But you're very much open to uh, sharing with people in your office or even in the company just your, what's helped you become successful. Where do you think that? Where, where does that come from for you? For you, just um, about the idea of uh, there's enough for everybody. There is, and I think it's just. How I was raised mm. they give to people mm -hmm. um, treat people how you like to be treated type yeah of thing. yeah mm -hmm. and I actually people gave to me in the very beginning like mm -hmm. they would you know I had to ask but can I help you can I do something with you can mm -hmm. I can you show me how to do this and there were a lot of giving people in this office it's very collaborative that's great and so I like to give back um, I feel like some people gave to me so I should give to them and it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to start and you have no idea what you're doing. 
yeah. like you've just thrown out there and said, here, write a contract. And it's 13 pages. And I had a newer agent in our office say, I can't really wreck this for mm -hmm. my buyers. And I just don't feel confident in doing it all by myself. The first time, I'm like, oh, let's write it together. So hmm. we've, we've done that. We've, I've done that with newer agents. That's awesome. So why, why do you think people pick you? Like what, what uh, and maybe it's not something you're trying, but if you look at your personal brand, what are some of the earmarks of your personal brand? Well, my slogan is helping people find a new beginning. Okay. And I like I to look that. at life yeah. like it's a chapter book. And sometimes I get to help um, sellers or sellers finish out a chapter, or maybe it's a family that's selling mom's estate. I get to help them close a chapter, and sometimes I get to help them open and write the new chapter. And I always tell people, I'm like, this is a new chapter in your life. You get to write it any way you want. Mm. And I really treat that as special. Mm. I don't, they're, people are not just numbers to me. So people will call me up later, years later. Hey, this is so-and-so, and you helped me. I don't know if you remember me. Mm. And as soon as they say their name, I'm like, oh, yeah, you bought on tall grass, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just something that they're, I'm really sad at the end yeah. of my transaction. Yeah. stupid. Yeah. Because I love, I enjoy getting to know them. I've met so many different people and so many different cultures through this. Mm -hmm. And it's just been exciting to me. I think that they know that I am going to be honest. And I even have a, a review that says, Dawn is brutally honest with you, even you, when you don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And that's what my, I really like that. yeah. that's what my sellers get when I'm helping them stage and price and clean out, clean up. And that's what my buyers get too. And I'm, I'm constantly saying, I will most likely try to unsell you this house before mm -hmm. I ever sell it to you because no house is perfect. No mm -hmm. house meets all of the, checks all the boxes. So I want to make sure that it is the house for them. And I've also, um, promise them that if I see something sketch in the mm -hmm. house that I will point it out. There's just a, there's as opposed a, to overlooking it yeah. and wanting to do yeah. whatever to get the deal. There's done. a feeling you get when you walk in a house sometimes that you're just like, mm, no, this, this no. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe a smell, maybe it's the way it's been maintained. You look around the edges and cracks and mm -hmm. so they're in there going, oh, it's so beautiful. And you're like, you're like oh, no. I, yeah. I've been quiet once mm -hmm. during and was sorry because mm -hmm. they had major problems later and I was like I would have just maybe but they really loved it so mm -hmm. I don't know if it would have made a difference but yeah now I tell people that I'm like I'm gonna point out things that may be of concern so so, <laughs> so yeah it's so bad so. right well that's so that's great that's uh, you know honesty and um, but you're also a good negotiator Right, I mean, you, I like you negotiating. I <laughs> love negotiating. Yeah, what do you love about negotiating? Because like that's to a, win. That's a, that, oh, I like okay. to win. All right, so you're so, you're real competitive that way. I am, and yeah. I had some clients early on in my career that were. Um, I, it's totally foreign to me to, to like my mother is a great negotiator. She mm. loves to go to garage sales and buy something for a quarter that was a dollar. Okay, and I'm just like pay it. <laughs> and um, but there's strategy involved in that mm -hmm. and and a lot of people like when i first started i thought oh if you're just mean and loud you're the winner but no it's not it's it's making everybody feel like they're winning and there's specific ways to do that i've taken the survey real estate negotiator course and learned a lot through that it was something offered through baron warner and um i just tell my clients i'm like look i'll give you all the options and i'll even tell you what i would do but really it's up to you mm -hmm. and so here's the best way to do this and but you're in charge. They're really in charge. Mm -hmm. I can recommend. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've been like, don't take it. Let's try to negotiate a little more. And they're like, nope, we want to do it. I'm like, 
I, you're, you're, it's really you, it's not me. I mean, if it was me, I would be, cause, but I don't want to lose it. They don't want to lose the totally. deal. Yeah. So me, I'm like, no, you're, you're not, you're not necessarily as emotionally attached to it. So right. you're more looking at the numbers and all that, but to them, it might be something more than yeah, just Yeah, I don't want to get, I don't want to go down to, I mean, I want to just take $2,000 less yeah. because I want to get it done. Uh, where I'm like, no, they would take, they would call their bluff. So do you think when people, when competing agents in the market see you on the other end of a deal, are they excited? Are they like, oh. I hope they're <laughs> trembling in their boots. <laughs> wow. I think they know they're dealing with a professional. That's and, for sure. And that's the key. And is, reasonable. The key is, it's not whether I want at it, it's making us all feel like we want. Yeah. So where is the point of this negotiating where everyone feels like they won? And that's really what you want to do. That's a successful negotiating. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be at the end of the day saying, I won and they're all mad at you. Mm -hmm. You want a good person on the other side knows that you're going to be strong, but you're also going to be reasonable. Hmm. Um, I want to shift to your team. Okay. The people that support you your mortgage person, your attorneys, what, what, how do you select those? What's your criteria? What's your process? <laughs> I call it the Dawn team. Okay. So they all know this, yeah. all of the team, cause yeah. I, I tell them all the time. So there's three qualifications to be on the Dawn team. One, you're the best in your field that I've found Whoa. so far. Wow. So I'm constantly looking. Mm -hmm. So maybe Everyone's auditioning, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I actually interview them. So one of my attorneys was very kind of like, I've never been interviewed before. I'm mm -hmm. like, how do people pick you? Mm -hmm. Just like random. So one, you're the best in your industry that I've found so far. Two, you do it my way, which is basically keep me involved. Yeah. A lot of times when you get to attorney to when you turn the contract to the attorney or you turn the contract to the lender, they don't keep you in the loop anymore. And so my clients know that I'm here for them all the way through. Now, if they, if I am stopped at contract and I don't have any more control over it, or I'm not kept in the loop, then I cannot take them from point A to point B. I can't take them to the finish line if I don't know what's going on. So it's basically keep me in the loop. Mm -hmm. And then three, you're fun to work with because I have to work with them every day. It. So yeah. those are my three qualifications and I share mm -hmm. those with my clients as mm -hmm. well. That's great. And you know, I think the, the, the further you go in vetting out your partners, the more wholeheartedly you can recommend them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think that it, if they're willing to submit to the process of being interviewed and you know qualifying to be on the Dawn team, they're just gonna wind up benefiting, yeah. right? Because they're gonna wind up, you know, as opposed to you giving out two business cards and going, hey, I got two chumps on, my, on the list, yeah. you know, call one of them, you're really wholeheartedly recommending them. And almost you're saying to yourself, I can't do as good a job with you unless you are really going with and I team. will have I will tell them that I will share with them and say look you here's the team mm -hmm. you're free to use them if you want mm -hmm. if you don't use them you will be in charge mm -hmm. of your experience because even though they'll tell me they will keep me in the loop they won't mm -hmm. because it's not part of their um, normal process and mm -hmm. so some will some won't but most don't and so if you want to run the show let's use your team mm -hmm. I can work with anyone mm -hmm. I don't prefer to, but yeah, um, that's great. Don. So I a think lot of it's, times uh, they'll switch. And that, that probably is another reason how you differentiate yourself is that you're able to take more control of the experience. Yes. You know, 
Because I am a little bit of a control freak. A <laughs> little bit. All right. Well, I want to talk about uh, you guys uh, have recently, it's been maybe a couple, two, three years that you've kind of transitioned some of your activity south to Florida. Yeah. Which and so talk is, a little bit about that. It's exciting, but it's also like you, you now have split me. So I'm no longer like yeah. here. So. Um, I, in 2018, we purchased a beachfront condo in Ormond Beach, Florida, on the Atlantic side. I helped, how I got that was I helped a buyer here find a realtor there, mm -hmm. and he bought one in the same building, and then I was his first renter. Wow. And I fell in love with the area and ended up buying my own down there. Mm -hmm. And later I found out through people here, because I networked with all kinds of like before COVID, I was out on broker tour almost every day. And did you buy it? I don't mean to interrupt. Did you buy it with the thought in mind of of, of VRBOing it or or actually making it available? Yes. Or was it a vacation rental in your mind, or were you just thinking buying a second home? And it was both. We okay. wanted it as a second home, but we can't afford to just let it sit there. So yeah. we were gonna have rent it out on Verbo and have it help make the payment well it's been a phenomenal phenomenal investment and it's just booked all the time like i can't even i have to book in for myself wow. because i can't and how often are you and mike down there now i mean in that in that actual condo in my condo yeah. <laughs> in yeah. my, i have plugged it in at least three times a year okay so i have Good. to book myself in if it's open and i'm going down there i'll stay in it if it's not open then i have to stay somewhere else which okay is very great sad. so that was the beginning of it is hey we want we love that place we bought up we went down there we bought a place okay well, then I, what happened? I grew up in san diego so it's very similar to san, old san diego like i grew up okay. but i couldn't afford san diego so yeah i'm always been a beach girl i always wanted dreamed of having a beach home and i got that yeah and the only way great. i got that was because of this career that i have here there was there you. wouldn't have been if I would have been a stay-at-home mom still, we wouldn't have been able to swing it on our... That's great. But, so, when I found out that um, I, through networking with people, I found out that Florida has reciprocity for licensure. Mm. So there's only, there were nine states, there's only six states now, because they've deleted a couple, and I thought, hmm, maybe I should just get my yeah. license and be ready if I wanted to do something, mm -hmm. because I felt like based on some of the realtors down there, I felt like this is just needs me, mm -hmm. needs what I can offer, not me. Yeah, there's a, there's a place for you there for sure. They're just missing things. Like yeah. their photography is horrible, mm. some of them. And they don't, they just don't, they don't do a good job. So yeah. I thought I could do this, but I- Yeah, and, and that's really interesting you say it because you, because Chicago's ultra competitive. There's a lot of high-end brokers here. There's really a ton of professionalism and you know, and a a, a wide uh, variance of different neighborhoods and home values and all that. So probably this group, this experience that you've accumulated here, you go down there and you're like, you look like oh, the expert, a rock star. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. That's so really I, great. I got my license down there, and I partnered with a company that's part of leading real estate companies in the world, um, Adams Cameron. Okay. In, they are only, they're small, they're about 600 agents, mm -hmm. but they're the biggest in the, in the area, like mm -hmm. four brokerages. Um, and they're similar to Baird and Warner. Mm. Not as, well, because they're smaller, so they can't offer And they're privately much. owned and local? Yes. Okay. Been there since 1963. Wow. Was woman, nice. started by Helen Adams, and okay. she was like, 
in 63 for a woman to have a brokerage was not that's amazing so it's kind of a great a tough, history tough in lady. the area and very well respected company which i like mm -hmm. kind of gravitated to barry warner for the same reason mm -hmm. and so i was there for about six months and realized i really can't do this because i have nobody to help me there mm -hmm. i don't know anyone i have no feet on the ground if you will so i was you know just commenting on this and my daughter said hey brianna brianna ackerberg she yeah. said i have a proposition for you if i got my license would you want to partner with me Ooh. down here and i'm like i would because she has always helped me here so mm -hmm. she's been like my virtual assistant type okay. thing she does a lot of so she knows she's stuff. she stayed close to your business the mm -hmm. whole time she was booking mm -hmm. appointments as a senior yes yes know? yes and so she would help me with all kinds of marketing ideas and and graphics and things she really she shadowed me one day to like years ago shadowed mm -hmm. me to help me be better how can i make that was the year that i was like totally so overwhelmed i didn't know what i was doing i had too many too much business hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, too I just, much i just felt like i was too busy to really give the level of service that i wanted and i was sad for that because yeah. i i wanted to be better i wanted to be able to do it better so she shot job shadowed me and suggested changes in my business so she really has been involved yeah all along and so when she said that i was like this would be perfect hmm. because she's just like me and was but, she living in ford at the time oh or? yeah so we bought it in august or september of um, 2018 mm -hmm. in 2018 that christmas um i watched their daughter and they went down for like a little mini vacation down in, and stayed in our unit and they fell in love with the area and her husband said let's go we're gonna move here wow and so that's by fantastic June, so six months later they huh. were in florida so that was 2019 and that's about when I got my license. So then it come around to about October, November. And so they live on Ormond Beach right now? They live, yeah, in a, about two blocks from the beach. Oh, wow. They're living the dream. That's great. Living the dream. Yeah, how um, exciting. So she, we decided to partner together and we've been in business together since August of 2020. Great time to go into yes, business, right? Yes, yeah, so 2007, middle, 2020. Middle pandemic. <laughs> you know how to pick it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> So we've started there and we've had about maybe 14 transactions, wow. which is like, wow. Yeah. It's, That's great. It's so amazing. She, and, and what did, uh, what did Brianna do before that, this? She's still doing it. She's a um, virtual school teacher Okay. before virtual school was popular. Yeah. Yep. Um, she teaches for Wisconsin public schools in Florida. Wow. That's impressive. Um, and did you guys start your own brokerage then? No, we're we're with Adams Cameron. So okay. we created a team. We're DP Coastal Homes at Adams okay, Cameron. Okay, there you go. That's and great. And big mouthful, but we, and she wanted to have a logo and nice. Uh, so, uh, in what areas of Florida are you are you mainly working that that area there? We can go from Palm Coast in the north. It's all on the Atlantic side. Palm Coast down to um, we could go to New Smyrna if we wanted to, but kind of Daytona Beach shores shores. It's really dependent. For buyers, it's dependent on her schedule and how far she feels comfortable going. Mm. So that's kind of where we've, maybe a 45 minute hour drive is the most she wants to do. So if someone from Chicago is watching this and going, wow, I've always wondered about, you know, getting a property to VRBO, you're an mm -hmm. expert, and because you've done it yourself, that's great. And uh, is that is that is that kind of your sweet spot or wheelhouse or is it just- That's everything? where we started. Yeah. So we because i had one in this building with 76 units in the building and i felt like i could do much 
better job at marketing them because I look I it's my building yeah so we kind of started marketing to that building first and then we kind of branched out to all of the buildings that could do a weekly rental it's mm -hmm. very governed mm -hmm. you have the you have to know mm -hmm. which ones can do weekly which ones are it's minimum, a big consideration minimum right? weekly minimum monthly minimum yeah. six months minimum a year so you have to be careful when you're buying that you're in the right building to do mm -hmm. what you want to do mm -hmm. so we and yours is minimum weekly weekly okay. and so we started marketing to all of the weeklies in Ormond Beach which are nine there's only nine buildings out of 21 hmm. so nine are weekly so that is where we've started and we are we know just about everything you can know about the weekly rentals there mm -hmm. and now we're branching out into homes and not that won't wouldn't be able to be VRBO unless they're 30 days or more and when you're saying you're marketing them are you marketing are you marketing to rent them? No, we're oh. marketing to sell them. To sell them. Or buy. Okay, or buy. Okay, that's great. That's great. And, and have you had others uh, from Illinois uh, use you to buy properties in Florida? <laughs> yes. We, wow. We have, that's like, great. We're taking over the Illinois as yeah. the Van Lee. Yeah. That's our building name is the Van Lee. And so okay. I helped actually uh, hooked up, well, one bought by owner, but mm -hmm. um, she was talking with us first and then two others that bought in the building. Mm. from us that's um, great yeah it was kind of stressful because they're like get this for me I <laughs> yeah, want you want to make it. sure they're successful right? and and, and things are appreciating like year over year it's crazy 18 percent right right? yeah Florida and so things that we sold a year ago for i think it sold for 558 now one sold for 670 amazing and i'm just and like, do you think it's gonna i mean is it gonna keep running like this do you think yeah, because you got all these northerners that yeah, come down. They want, to go. they want, and people are are learning that they can have a second home mm -hmm. and rent it out when they're not there. And, and where do you want to go? Yeah, where can I go that I can even even work from home? Mm -hmm. A lot of people work from home, mm -hmm. or a lot of people are ready, not mm -hmm. ready to retire yet, but they're ready to think about where they want to be, and so they're so setting they're, up. They're setting up. Mm -hmm. And even if you're renting it monthly. There's still a need for that. So mm -hmm. even if you're not VRBOing it, um, we've hooked up with um, Tropical Acres, which is a management company for mm -hmm. Verbos or for mm -hmm. uh, property management, not just Verbo, but and, I, and you can say Verbo. We use Verbo, but Airbnb is the same. Yes, they're different companies, but yeah. they do the same thing. Um, so there are people that can help you maintain your houses, maintain mm -hmm. your condos, mm -hmm. find an electrician, a plumber. So we have all of those resources so so the flexibility the work flexibility seems to be benefiting the warmer areas right and so people you know can get there get or away or pretty yeah like Tennessee I have a lot of clients yes. want to go to Tennessee yes or South Carolina or uh, Arizona mm -hmm. Florida those are kind of the the hubs where people want to end up mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's because they vacationed there and now they want I think that's probably it mm -hmm. or they just want to get out of the big city yeah. Just be somewhere rural. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so what's the plan? Let, let's in, in, is there anything that you want to share as we maybe wrap up about what you see the next five years for you and your business here in Chicago and in Florida? What's the hope? Um, well, I'll be, have been saying that I want to be retired in mm -hmm. five years mm -hmm. and be better. Our plan keeps morphing. It used to be build a house in Arizona and live there and, and have both. But mm -hmm. And we're not sure anymore. Okay. But 
I'm looking for a partner oh, in Illinois. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so you're looking for someone in Illinois to that can to, do like Brianna okay. and I do down there, so that when I'm not here, mm -hmm. I mean, I have great resources here that some of the newer agents have been very gracious to like if I'm out of town, they'll help me show a house. Yeah. Um, they'll they'll sit a they'll sit a, a home inspection for me or something. But I really would like to find somebody like my partner in Florida mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. that I can do the same thing with and go back and forth between the two. So um, I'm down there feels like every other month. Okay. And so it would be, I would like to keep here because I have a lot of clients that I love to work with and mm -hmm. they come back and, and we get to work again and some new babies. And so I, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Yeah. I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now, but I think in five years it'll be different because I'll maybe be worth less. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems to me like, uh, Dawn, that you, it's almost like you're not working. I mean, I don't know. You know, I know that you work is, hard. I and I, no, I, I know that you work hard, <laughs> and I know that you really invest a lot of energy, time, thoughtfulness. You're a very professional. But it seems like it's na it's coming naturally. Like you have a joy about you. Oh, and what I you love do. this. I, yeah, I, it's and, not a job yeah, to me. Yeah. And, and that's why I'd say, like, People aren't so anxious to retire if you're, you know, I know you want to transition, maybe be warmer when it's 20 below here yes, and all that. that. that's the key. Like yeah. just today I'm watching here and it's snowing outside. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't see ever quitting Yeah. because I just love helping. And it sounds so dumb. I know people are like, I don't believe you. I love helping people through this process because it's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that don't need me, that's fine. I love the people to work with the people that need me. They're mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I come in and tell them, move this chair here and move that there and add this. And um, and here's what we need to do with this. And they trust me. Mm. And that's kind of a cool place to be. And I see where you could take advantage of people very mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to be a source for people throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband retired, well, got laid off in May 2020, and so he decided he would retire yeah. early. Yeah. And um, so he's at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's a helper, too, isn't he? I mean, he's a... Uh, well, he's, he? yeah, he's not really at home. He's yeah. A, he worked, so we're involved with Overshadow Theatrical Productions, which is a local theater company here in Illinois, and so he's kind of over there a lot. He's okay. a technical... Lighting and technical director. That's so great. He creates all kinds of. What's the new, newest production you guys are doing? It is. Um, oh my gosh, my mind went blank. The Christmas Schooner. So oh. it's actually a really cool story. Okay. Of uh, bringing Christmas in the 1800s, bringing Christmas trees across Lake Michigan into hmm. Chicago. Wow. And so I haven't. I try not to. I'm a corporate sponsor, but I try not to go and look at anything until the night it opens. And when is the opening? It's the day after Thanksgiving. And where at? It's at uh, Jubilee Church. They rent the space that the school used to be in. So it's over in, on Foster and Medina. Okay, great. Uh, so I'm going to check that there. out. My yeah, family. He, he's there a lot. So Friday is opening. Opening uh, night. Okay, and where can you get tickets for it? Overshadow.org. Okay. And um, he's, so he's over there creating fire and fog, hmm. water. Nice. He's like earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. So he um, sends me videos and here's my new fire pot. I'm like, wow, that looks like real fire. Are you sure it's not real? No, it's lights. Don't be cool. worried. Don't be worried. It's all safe. <laughs> um, is there uh, is there a is there a routine that you have daily that is important to you, just to br bring your whole self to the day? Well, kind of I stopped watching the news. So whoa, that's I don't, great. I don't watch the news. I'm 
What did you stop? Um, so when COVID hit and they shut down everything here, it was like March. Yeah. And I hate March. Here. Mm -hmm. It's so cold. I know. And it's and like so, you, you think it's going to be warm, but there's still two more months. Yeah. So yeah. when they shut down everything here, they also, all of our renters started canceling their reservations at our condo. And, and then the governor of Florida shut down all vacation rentals April and May. So we went down and we stayed at the condo for, well, I came back and forth because mm -hmm. I had, I had to do business, which was kind of crazy mm -hmm. flying in the middle of that. But, um, so we, we would watch the news every, he had that Michael would have the news on all day long, mm -hmm. listening to the, what's happening, the yeah. counts, the this, yeah. the that, and I would just be like, blah, blah, blah. It just would stress me out. Yeah. So I'm, I I'm right there with stopped you. watching it and my life was just like, huh, I'm yeah. blissfully ignorant. Although, yeah. you know, if I need to know something, he informs me. Right. But I also read, um, I, so I get up in the morning, not early, uh, because I'm a realtor. I can yeah. do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we get up in the morning, we have, he makes coffee for me every oh, morning. So we have coffee sweet. together and we're, we're reading something. Mm -hmm. um, something I, inspirational. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. and, or I am um, Every morning I read things from Risk Media, from Inman, mm -hmm. from um, Illinois Realtors, Florida Realtors, and mm -hmm. I have this morning brew. It's a news small, like mm -hmm. there are paragraphs, and if you want to read more, you click on the article and mm -hmm. read more. So it kind of keeps me abreast of like what is happening with rates, what is happening with um, world stuff that could affect real estate, economy, and real estate. So I'm trying to keep up on that, and that's. That, that's a while if you're reading all oh, the yeah, articles. Oh yeah, that's a half hour, forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, so that's really keeps me fresh on what's happening, and then obviously coming to the meetings here. And then my best thing that happened for COVID is that my office in Florida went online as well. Hmm. So we do virtual meetings every week. They do a nine a.m. meeting, which is eight a.m. here, mm -hmm. and they're always like, "Don, why is your camera not on?" I'm like, "Because you don't want to see Don at eight a.m." <laughs> Um, so I learned things that are happening down there, which have helped me in my business here because they'll say something that's trending down there yeah. and I hadn't heard it here yet. And then I bring it up here to whatever the situation is and apply it. And I'm like, okay, so it was good to learn some things from them that I could also implement here. So it's kind of a cool thing. That's great. So anything at the end of the day that you do, that's you know, that's kind of like part of your routine or if you're just like, okay, when the day ends, the day I, ends. I try to, uh, try to work out. So, but I, I have this watch, you know, that tells you, your you rings are so not closed. Yeah, you're, blah, blah, blah. They, the Apple watch has rings. And so I try okay. to close the ring and okay. sometimes it's, I don't care. <laughs> so that funny. might be something that I take a walk at the end of the day or if it's yeah. freezing outside. I have an exercise bike and I'm, I'm really bad at exercising. Okay. But. All good. Um, well, hey, I just want to say, Dawn, it's been a treat. I think that anyone who watches this will uh, come to understand just why you're successful and pick up some nuggets on how to be successful as well. So thanks a lot for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you.